My name is Catherine. And I'm Samaya. And we work with Networks for Change and Wellbeing, a girl-led, from-the-ground-up policy-making movement to address sexual violence in Canada and South Africa. This seven-year-long project, which officially started on August 1st, 2014, has been working with a number of sites of women and girls in South Africa and Indigenous women and girls within Canada. The active sites within Canada are Young Indigenous Women's Utopia, located in Treaty 6, the traditional homeland of the Métis, Saskatoon. Break the Silence, Be the Change in Eskasoni, Nova Scotia. Girls expressing themselves through art, get art, in Rankin Inlet, none of it. Sisters Rising, now Kinship Rising in British Columbia. As for the South African active sites, they include Girls Leading Change in Port Elizabeth, their younger sister group, Young Girls Leading Change in rural Patterson, Social Ills Fighters in Loskop, and Leaders for Young Women's Success in Katani. Networks for Change is led by the wonderful Dr. Claudia Mitchell and Dr. Rele Bohile Moletsani from McGill University and the University of KwaZulu-Natal, respectively. This research initiative is funded by the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada, as well as the International Development Research Centre of Canada, as part of their International Partnerships for Sustainable Societies initiative. Networks for Change has been able to produce and publish multiple articles, briefing papers, toolkits, books, and works of art that capture and circulate knowledge produced from the project. After seven years of powerful work that has created numerous agents of change, Networks for Change is coming to a close with an imbizo ceremony on July 15, 2021, and their fifth publication. However, this is the first collaborative book with both the works of women and girls in South Africa and Canada together. This podcast will provide an accessible platform for the girls to share their work and pieces of art that have been published within Circle Back, Stories of Reflection, Connection, and Transformation. This podcast will include the recordings of girls reading their pieces and describing the art they have created in relation to the theme of the book, Transformation. This notion of transformation varies from personal agency and social change to how they have been affected by COVID-19, both directly and indirectly as well as the transformations they hope to see in the future. Before we begin to introduce the pieces and the amazing girls behind the work, we're going to take this first episode to introduce both Claudia and Labo, as well as the editors of Circle Back, Hannah, Bongi, and Andy, and the outstanding work they have done. To begin, we'll hear from the editors. My name is Hannah Batiste. I am a young Mi'kmaq woman from Eskazoni First Nation. I was first introduced to Networks for Change back in 2014. I was a client in mental health services, and my worker at the time asked me if I would like to join. I got to know a lot of youth in the program and develop good friendships. Our focus was the community, what we want to see in the community, and what we can do to change our community. We did many things and experiments. We came up with a youth building, youth programs. We learned more about safe places within our community and so much more. The first time I have ever shown anyone my poetry was when I was in the program. I was not very confident in my writing, but I found people who were. These amazing people published me and made me feel important. Whatever I said mattered and I finally had a voice. I was more open to writing and public speaking. I did many performances and I was published numerous of times after the first publication. It changed my life forever. Growing up the way that I had to grow up left a huge scar inside. I did not understand why I would feel and think the way I did. 
until I discovered what a mental illness was. I was finally able to write about what went on in my head and the traumas I went through growing up. I was finally able to use my voice and what shocked me the most is that people were listening. Networks for Change was not just changing our views and community, it was changing ourselves. It was changing our outlook on life and it was making us feel like we were important. I have spent the last few years as an advocate for mental health. I have educated many people about mental illness and change within our community. To this day, I am just as passionate about writing in mental health. I have always wanted to experience what it felt like to be a youth worker and a crisis worker because many times they were the people who helped me. And I have always wanted to give back to my community by being that resource. I am proud to say I have experienced both. Mental health and writing are going to be a part of my life forever. It is something that has saved my life. My top goal in life was to write my own poetry book, to share my story and to inspire. I am finally living that reality. My inspiration is Rita Jo. I aspire to be as big as her one day. She inspires me to keep going and to never lose my voice. I lost my voice before and I will never lose it again. My name is Bongiwe Maome. I am one part of the Goals Leading Change in South Africa and one person who is incredibly proud and incredibly fortunate to be part of the Networks for Change. My introduction to the Networks for Change is a story of me stumbling upon my courage at a time when I had least expected it. In many ways, it marked the beginning of my journey to becoming who and what I am today. My very first encounter with the Networks for Change was in 2013. At that time, I was in my first year of my undergraduate education degree studies at the then Nelson Mandela University. And I was fresh out of the rural small town of Madadiele in the Eastern Cape province of South Africa, where the general pace of progress was particularly slow. And this was uh, contrary to the fast pace at which the list of challenges that came with the town's rurality would continue to expand. Be that as it may, this community forms the backdrop of my upbringing as a young teenage girl. In addition to challenges that came with growing up in a rural community, I had my share of challenges in the most personal areas of my life, which were contributory to me harboring a lot of anger and frustration at the world and at myself. I was angry because I wanted things to change. I wanted things to get better. I wanted out of the frustration and I wanted it all to happen fast. However, it was becoming increasingly frustrating for me to come to terms with the fact that nothing was going to change, at least not at the pace that I wanted, and not until something within me had changed first. It was through engaging with the Networks for Change and through the relationships that we formed as Girls Leading Change that my perspective began to change. 
Being a part of the Networks for Change encouraged me to view my intra and interpersonal goals through a fresh lens, one that was not muddied by anger, frustration, and in some ways, self-loathing. I needed to learn to hear and see myself first by confronting my own negativity, my own silence, biases, misconceptions, and personal convictions. Through the sessions that we would have, the projects that we would undertake, and our engagements in general, I learned to find and recognize myself as an individual. And most remarkably, I also learned to exist and participate as a one part of something that is so much more than just myself. I learned how to be a part of a community and to do that in a positive way. And instead of allowing myself to be restricted and frustrated by the variety of personal, social, and political difficulties that form part of our life, I learned how to activate and channel my agency with the intent of challenging the status quo. Ultimately, I began to recognize and appreciate that I too have a social duty to be an active part of the reimagining of a type of rurality that is conducive to the individual and the collective progress of its people. Essentially, the most remarkable takeaway from being part of this community is the gift of being able to first look inwards for positive change before expecting it to manifest outwardly. Because it is not until we hold ourselves accountable to the collective realization of positive social transformation that we can begin to see the meaningful and sustained manifestation of social change in the world around us. Finally, we all occupy varying spaces in which we can inspire and affect meaningful and lasting change. For me, that space is in the classrooms that I teach in the hearts of every child whose life I am privileged to share the gifts that the Networks for Change community has so generously shared with me. Hi, my name is Andy Daniels and I'm a Cree Indigenous woman from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan and I'm working with Young Indigenous Women in Utopia based in Treaty 6. I'm 16 years of age and was first introduced with Young Indigenous Women's Utopia and Networks for Change back in 2018 at a conference in Montreal. I have been working with the group Young Indigenous Women's Utopia since 2017 when I was 12 years old. Since I have joined Young Indigenous Women's Utopia and have worked with Networks for Change, my life has changed completely. Back when I was 12 and I was in grade six, I was a very shy person who couldn't talk about much and didn't know much but since then, I'm now in grade 10 and can publicly speak on things that need to be spoken on. I use my voice when necessary and I often know what I'm talking about. Working on gender-based violence and on how to help my community has really shaped me into the strong woman I am today. My mental health and struggles have really put me down over the last four or five years, but at the end of the day, I knew I was a part of something amazing and that was truly inspiring to me. With many projects we did, I grew more and more confident with myself. 
like becoming a published author with the book by Young Indigenous Women Utopia and now being an editor for the book Circle Back. Knowing I could talk to people and teach people about what I've done has become truly inspiring to me and the work I've done by myself has truly been amazing. I can use my voice in so many places and I am so thankful for the opportunity Networks for Change has given me. Hello everybody, my name is Lebum Lezani speaking from Durban, South Africa. I'm co-PI on the project with Claudia Mitchell, leading the South African arm. In the last seven years of the project, using participatory visual methodology, we have learned a lot about girls' experiences of violence, including, for example, their experiences of early and forced marriage in the South African context. We also learned about girls' agency and how, using the visual artifacts they created, the girls and young women in our project engaged their communities in not only understanding the issues, but in coming up with strategies for addressing them. In one community, for example, we worked with the girls to engage the community elders and leaders in understanding alien forced marriage as violence against girls and women. And from this perspective, together we developed a reporting and response protocol for addressing the issue. The protocol was signed into a community level policy in March 2020, just as COVID-19 took hold in the country. While there have been several successes from our work, COVID-19, as expected, has brought even more vulnerability for girls and women in families and communities. In the last few months alone, there have been increased reports of gruesome violence against girls and women, including femicide. Our hope, therefore, is that more funding will be made available for this work in rural and underserved communities especially work that involves the active participation of girls and young women. As other pandemics are expected in the next few years, and as climate change takes its toll on marginalized communities, this work has become even more crucial. So thank you for your work in the last seven years. We appreciate your generosity, your dedication, and your creativity in making the project the success that it has been. Thank you. Hello, my name is Claudia Mitchell and I'm the co-principal investigator of a project called Networks for Change and Wellbeing, girl-led from the ground up policy making to address uh, uh, sexual violence in Canada and South Africa. Yes, that's a very long title, but it's also a very long project and a very big project. Uh, I have been working 
on this project and in relation to this project, probably since 2012, when uh, Rayla Bohili Molitsani and I first started talking about what would a transnational uh, initiative look like that it would involve Canada and South Africa coming out of the work that we'd both been doing together. Um, and so from there, we developed a full proposal and submitted it to our funders, SHRC and IDRC in 2013. And now here it is 2021, and we are have another year to finish off all aspects of the project. But right now we are in the wrap-up stages of our work with girls and young women uh, at the sites across Canada and South Africa. And that's pretty exciting. Um, and of course, this the book project that Andy and Hannah and Bongi have been uh, working on for the last month or six weeks uh, to bring together the voices of girls in both countries and their artwork uh, is a pretty special part of the project. And it's a pretty special part of the kind of work that Networks for Change has been about from the very beginning. Um, I'm really excited about uh, the question that's being put out to everyone, how has this project been transformative or uh, it, what kinds of transformations have taken place? Uh, and certainly for me, the idea of working on a project for this length of time with, with so many different players, with so many different sites, with so many um, events taking place and publications and just the initiatives that everyone has been working on uh, in itself I think is kind of transformative to even imagine that I could be involved in such a project um, and and I know that uh, in the recent publications in our last Networks for Change newsletter so many people wrote about what does transformation look like? Um, what does it feel like? And those are questions that I think we really have to keep asking ourselves with a with a with the profound question that we started out with, uh, based on some work uh, by Anne Oakley in the in the UK, what would the world look like if we studied it from the point of view of girls and young women as actors and knowers? And that question itself, uh, for an adult researcher uh, and someone who's been doing research for a long time, that question uh, is one that continues to. Uh, continue to be, I guess, enticing. And it's a transformative question in and of itself because it changes uh, changes the way we think about research and it changes the way we think about where does knowledge come from? Who are the co-producers of knowledge or who are the leaders of knowledge? Um, another question that I think is one that uh, the that's been asked that's really interesting is, you know, what do I hope for the future? I think that's another, that's a piece that we're all asking. Um, this project officially comes to an end as far as funding is concerned, uh, but I think we've already seen so many pieces that are continuing to flourish, uh, not only in terms of new funding in both countries, uh, but also in relation to seeing that the things that were started between 2013 and 14 and 2021 are pieces that are going to continue. Uh, we know that there has been some really uh, remarkable policy dialogue and policy making in South Africa uh, coming out of the work in LOSCOP on uh, uh, early enforced marriages. But there are so many other pieces of work that uh, uh, looking at where people were uh, like eight, eight, five years ago or six years ago and what they're doing now uh, in relation to the future hope for the future is really, really critical. Um, more than anything, I hope, I hope my hope for the future 
is that the kind of work that's been started in this project and that has been expanded in this project will inspire um, the new researchers who are coming along to take the, this step to really go even deeper into the questions of girls and young women, youth uh, as actors and knowers. Um, that is the future of research. Uh, every new project uh, certainly brings on new researchers. And we've had the joy over the seven years of working with so many doctoral students and so many master's students and undergraduates and interns. Uh, but then we have all the young women themselves, girls and young women themselves, who are already living a new future. So um, I thank all of, all of the participants and all of the many people who've been involved in this project so far. And my hope for the future is I am tremendously optimistic uh, and excited. And also I realize this, the wonderful sense of the unknown. We, we could never have known when we started this project what, how much would be accomplished. And I, I guess that would be, if there's a, if there's a takeaway, it is that idea that uh, you set, you set uh, some high goals or some high standards or you have some high ideals, but where people will take that work uh, is, is really the part that is, is so exciting. So that's it for me. And uh, thank you for joining me in my living room this afternoon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Circle Back. This podcast would not be possible without the inspiring work from both youth and site leaders across Canada and South Africa, as well as those involved in Networks for Change and its sister project, More Than Words.